This is an explicit podcast meant for those over the age of 18. Any views expressed in this podcast are based solely on our own experiences. This podcast does not constitute as medical or other professional advice. Welcome to Front Porch Swingers, where we talk about sex on our terms. We talk swinging, hot wifing, BDSM, and so much more in the hopes that we will inspire you to enjoy sex on your terms. Enjoy the show, everybody. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. This episode of FPS is brought to you by our friends over at Promescent. If you guys are in the market for some new sexy products, we highly recommend checking Promescent's products out, including their Delay Spray, which is definitely their flagship product and something we've been talking about for a few weeks now. Yeah, absolutely. It is amazing. We have used it with great success and have turned many people onto it who tell us they have also had great success with it. Yes, it is not just for males with ED. Although it's a great option for those of you who struggle with that issue, but just in general, you used it and absolutely loved it because it gave us a little bit of extra sexy time. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be able to last longer? Fuck yeah. You know, just increase Especially the during sexiness. this time. Let's have more sex. Yes. So you can head on over to promescent.com. That is P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T.com. And use our promo code FPS1515 to get 15% off of your order. And all of those instructions will be in our show notes. Absolutely. It is great stuff. I have been regularly using the Vitaflux with also great success. Yeah, that's a great product, too. Make sure you guys check that out. We are also brought to you by our amazing Patreon community. We have several new Patreon members we want to say thank you to today. And those people are Spicy JNR, BNC, Adrian, Gregory, James, and Sal and Denise. So thank you guys so much for joining us. We actually did another digital hangout last night, Truth or Dare, again. And oh my God, it was so fun. Yes, it was. It was a great time. Always turns into sexy naughtiness. Mostly um, Brian. He actually, no. yeah, you totally got it going this time you put a giant pink dildo inside of me and fucked me people couldn't see because it was only chest up that we were showing on camera but you totally started that and then announced like 20 minutes into fucking me with the dildo that you were fucking me with the dildo well someone very sharply noticed that there was a little bit of movement going on on our end and they were like okay something's happening what's going on so i adjusted the camera accordingly so that folks could see but it was very hot you were super horned up and so that's kind of how it went yeah. yeah so digital hangouts are just one of the bonuses we offer our patreon community we also have weekly bonus episodes of fp including some really big stuff coming up. Yeah. We are going to be talking to a special guest soon that you guys, I, it's, I may only be available for our Patreon members. Correct. We haven't quite decided yet, but either way, big shit on there and you're definitely going to want to hear it. Absolutely. So if you want to get those bonuses and others, head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers, check out our available tiers and we would super appreciate the support. Yeah. Thank you very much for all of our patrons joining us yesterday. Yeah. So, do you have a single guy tip of the week for us, Brian? I do. Actually, since now, you know, we're we're in a community that's uh, slowly starting to get kind of, you know, back into the rhythm. I think this week we'll be opening retail on Monday and then the week after that, there's going to be restaurants are going to kind of start opening back up with some, you know, some regulations and protocols in yep. place. Yep. So, Slowly, we're starting to get back. You and I were out today. We went to the park. We yeah, yeah. Uh, walked around the park, went to the river, played a little frisbee, hung out outside because it's like 70 degrees. It's beautiful here. There were a lot of people out. Yes. You know, people are biking, they're running, they're walking, they're just out with their dogs. Seems like things are opening a little bit back, back up a little bit more now. Yes. So with all that happening, we're being contacted. You know, there are no events obviously going on at this point in our area. No one has, has even attempted to do that. But people are reaching out like, hey, this is me. We chatted a while back and getting yeah, a lot of that. They're circling back is what they're doing. Yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, Which that's kind of... Which makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we all, you know, kind of plan to do. But I will say this. As we discussed in previous episode, I discussed it with Cole. And when I talked to him from Crazy Truth, you know, people are going to be stepping up their game. You're going to have to be going forward because people's time is going to be a bit more limited. Events, I think, are going to be a bit more limited. The entertainment dollar is going to have to go further. So everyone, I think, is going to be stepping up their lifestyle game. Yes. And without question, the single guys had better do the same. And something occurred to me yesterday during a communication with a single guy, okay? With a guy. He's a coupled guy, but he plays in the space. If you are not prepared to speak to people properly, cogently, articulately, I feel like you probably need to get that straight. 
Yes. You know, because when because I I was communicating with this person digitally. So if you're if you're talking, if you're having a conversation with someone, particularly if you're if you're interested in being part of their group, you know, their their relationship on a on a, you know, sexual level, you really need to be able to hold a conversation and not be not just insulting but callous. You know? Interesting. What you, do you mean by that? Well, some of the some of the terms he was using, some of the vocabulary he was using was was off-putting. And I knew instinctively that should the three of us, myself, he and you, sit be sitting at a table somewhere, that you you would be instantly turned off by this guy's, you know, conversant properties. It wouldn't have lasted. Right. Okay. And I wanted to correct him in that moment. I didn't want to be a fucking English teacher. And I certainly didn't want to be judgmental of him. I didn't want to scold him. But I, I found myself wanting to say, hey, you probably don't need to speak that way when we're sitting across from Brenna. Or for that matter, anybody's wife or significant other. Right. I didn't. The truth of the matter is, I thanked him very much for his time. And that's probably going to be the end of the conversation with all of us. So I will, you know, at some point he'll reach back out. That was the plan. But I will politely decline. So are you referring to vulgar communication or a lack of intelligent conversation? Both. So a lack the vulgar conversation to me is a component of lack of intelligent conversation. If you're going I disagree. I think that there are some people that do the vulgar conversation and they do it very eloquently. No, no, this that was not this was not the case. This was not a So it was like a combo of the two. Yeah, this this was not a situation where we were having a conversation that lent itself to being vulgar in right. any way. Right, right. It was just it was kind of injected poorly. Weird it just didn't, times. Yeah, and... it just didn't belong in this conversation. And it, it was off-putting. I found it, it made me uncomfortable. And so to me, I thought, well, there's no way I can put you in front of Brenna. Right. Because this, this this is not going to be a turn on to her in any way. You're going, I knew that you would get turned off by it. Just, I, I could just tell the look on, what the look on your face was going to be <laughs> should you had been sitting there when we had this conversation. That look of, are you fucking kidding me? You've yeah. seen that a time or two before. Yeah. I mean, without you saying anything, it would have been like, is this guy fucking for real? Yeah. So I, Why I'm the not fuck gonna... are we here, Brian? That's a look I've given you a time or two too. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what I'm not going to do is waste his time right. or ours. Right. This is not a match. Right. There's no reason to go any, any further. Well, and I think what's really important about what you're saying is that everyone looks for something different in the life. Style. And so yes. single guys have to kind they have to be fluid, right? You have to kind of mold into whatever the situation is if you want to be successful and if you want to have a lot of different opportunities available to you. We are not a couple that wants you to talk about your cock or wants to talk about sticking it in me as hard as you possibly can during our digital communication. I do not like that. In fact, I don't like it up until the point we get into the bedroom. Well, yeah, and it's like I mean we say this all the time kind of jokingly, but read the room. Yes. You know, the conversation he and I were having to begin with absolutely did not lend itself to going in the direction that he took it. It was completely unnecessary. Yeah, he's horned up and he's not being thoughtful. Right. And my thought, of, one of my other thoughts was, had it been you that was communicating with him at this point rather than me, how uncomfortable you would have been having this conversation with him and just how much worse would it have been? Oh, it see, it wouldn't have been uncomfortable. I would have said, go fuck yourself. Right. You're and far more patient than I am with the guys. Well, because I understand their stupidity level at, uh, because I'm a guy and I get it because guys <laughs> are fucking crazy sometimes. Right. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I want them to, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they're nervous. Right. Or, you know, they're unsure of themselves or there's some insecurity about what's about to go down. I totally get that. But, uh, you can't talk that way when we're having a, just a normal conversation. You can't hit me with vulgarity pertaining to what this situation might or might not look like should you guys have gotten together. Yeah. And that's just not going to fly. So if I can give some a single guy tip of the week at this point going forward, particularly in the lifestyle as we come out of the ether of this virus and being locked down, you really got to you got to you got to be more measured. Yes. You know, you have to take a moment to think about who you're speaking to, how best to speak to that person, and how to put your best foot forward. Know what you're going to say. Have some notes in front of you. You know, have some questions prepared. 
Oh, that's a good idea. You know, don't I like just that idea. don't just off the cuff throw some wild shit out there that's completely irrelevant to the conversation that we're attempting to have because you're unsure of yourself. You're, you've got, a, you know, there's a little bit of that uncertainty, you know, and, and lack of confidence in, in what you're doing. And I get that that happens, but prepare yourself like anything else. Right. Well, I think what's happening right now with all of the digital stuff that's going on is that you are put in a different spotlight than you probably would have been before. So think about single guys going to an event, the possibility of you meeting a couple and hitting it off in a very sexy environment without you really needing to be all of that oppressive to a couple. Right. That's no longer the case because no. now you have to rely on your personality and you have to say interesting things and you have to be conversant. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a whole different level of, I guess, emotional intelligence that you wouldn't have had to have before. Well, this is a question of not just, you know, now you're, of course, you're in the, the sexuality space, the lifestyle space. So you've got to have a certain level of, you know, sexual IQ. Right. But you also have to have a level of IQ in terms of being interactive with people. Sure. You know, you have to kind of hone your skills of communication. Yeah. You know, from a communicative standpoint, you've got to be able to not be offensive, to be comforting to some degree, easy to talk to. It shouldn't be a struggle for any reason. You shouldn't make anyone feel uncomfortable and nor should anyone make the single guy feel uncomfortable for that matter. But this particular case did bring me to thinking, Guys got to step it up. And one of those ways is being able to hold a cogent conversation with some clarity and, you know, be respectful. And leave the vulgarity at the door until the couple pulls the trigger. That is all there is to it. Yes. With, Scott, with single guys in the hot wife lifestyle, couples lead. And you should take the lead of the couple. So if they start talking vulgarly and you're interested in that, going down that road, that's when you can start doing it. For sure. And certainly the female of the couple. She gets to kind of direct that traffic. Yeah. You know. So Absolutely. anyway, single guy tip of the week. Work on your on your communicative skills, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hey, I want to uh, talk about something very quickly, which is we had an email come through, or I should say an Instagram message come through from a woman who is married, and she had something to say about how we speak about vanilla couples on the show. Hmm. And I thought it was interesting because her perspective was, hey, you guys sometimes shit on vanilla couples, or you talk about how boring we are, we don't have any sex toys, and we're a couple that you know doesn't fit that mold at all. And she went through just kind of their level of, of excitement in their bedroom, how they have a great sex life. And she's like, don't lump us all in together. Sure. To be fair, I did point out, like, if you're listening to our show, you're probably not the quote unquote vanilla average couple. <laughs> Correct. You're not the couple we're referring to. But at the same time, she's absolutely right. We don't want to be judged. We don't want to all be put in the same box. I certainly don't want to be put in the same box as every other swinger out there, you know, or every other ethically non-monogamous person out there. We're all different. And so I thought that that was a really good point and, and something I wanted to and not necessarily apologize for, but definitely bring up as something we can do better going forward. For sure. There is a gigantic variance between the couples in this space, for sure. Yes. So certainly there is in the vanilla world as well. Absolutely. But if you're listening to this show, don't consider yourself vanilla. You're already you're already on the fence. <laughs> you're at least vanilla bean. Yeah, you're vanilla bean for sure. Yeah. But I appreciated that feedback and I like that people can, you know, call us out on that kind of stuff because it's, I mean, it was a valid point. Yeah, we do for it sure. all the time. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think you know what it comes from. More, it's not even it's not the sexual component, honestly, because we don't know what happens in people's bedrooms. We don't know them. But when we're out, or when we used to be out, and we'd see couples kind of, you know, at a restaurant or a bar, you could tell instinctively that either they've been together a long time. Or they haven't been together a long time, but they really don't like each other very much. Not that they don't love each other, but they don't like each other's company very right, much. Right. They're not best friends. They are not best friends and they don't enjoy being, certainly they're not, let's say this, they're not accustomed to being alone with each other anymore. We see that with older couples. Like, you know, they got a couple of kids at home. They've been doing the nine to five thing, raising kids. They have not had five minutes alone most of the time. And now that they get alone, like they don't know what to say to each other. Yeah. You see it all the time. They're on their cell phones. They don't talk for an hour, sit at a table. How many times have we seen it? Yeah. Sit across Cross from each other, not even look at and one another. And those are not lifestyle couples. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. And so that's the kind of thing we're talking about. Yes. You know, I can't imagine a couple like the couple we saw that one time that sticks out in my mind. They sat right next to us at a table. They did not look at each other for the entire duration of their meal. They were staring into their phones while they were eating. They were staring into their phones. They paid the bill, got up and left and still didn't talk to each other. And the guy left. He was walking about 10 paces ahead of the woman he was with. Yeah. So... Those folks aren't having amazing sex and they do not have a trunk of sex toys. So <laughs> <Or two. laughs> I don't even need to know them to know that. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. 
So we have a treat for you guys today. We talked with two members of our Patreon community. They are amazing. We've gotten to know them on a personal level and really wanted to bring them on because we have been talking a lot during everything going on about our lifestyle journey and our lifestyle future. And what was really funny and I think kind of stuck out to us was the fact that it's really hard at this point to remember back to when we started this whole thing because we've had so many experiences since then. It's definitely, you know, a a period of time has passed since we've started. And so to put ourselves in the shoes of a newbie couple is really difficult. But I think there's a lot of validity to talking to people who are brand new in the lifestyle, who are kind of finding their way and developing their own journey for themselves. And that is this couple 100%. They are brand new to the lifestyle. And then of course, Corona hits right in the middle of them trying to figure out what the fuck it is they want out of the lifestyle. So that just poses a whole different set of, you know, confusions and circumstances that they need to work through. So we really wanted to talk to them for those reasons. And, uh, and hopefully also for those of you listening to our show right now that are considering getting into the lifestyle or who want to start talking talking to your partner about your fantasies and desires, this is the perfect interview for you. Yeah, I was really excited to talk to Steve and Leah, are their names, and we have permission, obviously, to use their names. We use them in the, in the interview. And I was really interested in talking to them for a couple of reasons. We, first of all, got to know them digitally, obviously, because they're in our Patreon group and our Telegram group, and you know we got to see them on our digital meetups and that kind of thing. And they post sexy pictures. They're a great-looking couple. They're obviously very much in love, and they're into each other physically. It's very obvious. They're always naked, which we we really love about them. And (laughs) what I found interesting was how they have gotten to this point. Yes. What it took to get them to that point. And that, because that was not the case for a long time. Right. It's only, you know, relatively recently that all of this has kind of come about, mainly because of what we talk about all the time, communication. Right. They started talking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, all this sexy shit pours out. Yeah. And they are running with it. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so many positive changes that have come to their life because of that vulnerability, which we talk about in the interview. So we are so excited to share this with you guys. We hope you love it. And uh, here it is. All right. Today we are here with Steve and Leah, two awesome people that we've had a really good time getting to know via our Patreon community. And we're going to talk to them a little bit about their lifestyle journey up to this point today. Hey, guys, how's it going? Hi. Hi, we're doing uh, pretty good. It's been a pretty great day. Good. Glad to hear it. You making it okay during all the sequestering and quarantining and all that good stuff? We've actually been pretty busy. We uh, set up different nights of the week, different things like movie night, game night, date night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That sounds awesome. Well, one of the reasons we were excited to talk to you guys is because, like we mentioned, we've gotten to know you a little bit via like our Telegram group. And one of the things that we have garnered from talking to you guys is that you're fairly new in the lifestyle. And um, so before we actually get into your lifestyle journey, will you tell us a little bit about you guys, uh, how long you've been together, etc.? So in August, we'll have been together for 15 years. We've been in August, we'll be married for 11 years. And over the years, we realized that we were so worried with careers and families and just life in general that um, we kind of lost each other along the way. It became like, yeah, if we get together, we get together. If not, oh well. And then uh, I think it was about a year ago, uh, Steve said to me, he was like, hey, can we sit down and have a talk? And of course, he handed me a glass of wine. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So we sat down and had a talk and I was like, hey, we don't really get together that much. And when we do, it's kind of like a on the spot, no build up, no nothing, just get together, wham bam. I don't want to say thank you, ma'am, but just and then go to bed. <laughs> it was good, but it was not exciting. It was not It was always the same thing. Always the same way. Very missionary type. It was very just like, okay, I know what to expect from tonight. You know, it just <laughs> not a whole lot of thought in there. And there was never any dress up, never any clothes. It was just, you know, whatever. So Yeah, so we started talking about uh what we wanted and I led with some of my fantasies, and we started off and doing that for a little while. And actually, that that actually drove a wedge for a little while between us. Really? How so, Steve? Uh, so, one of my big things is I want to explore pegging. Right. And but when I get into something, I actually get into things. I pretty much go full tilt. Now, our frequency still hadn't changed. It was still once a month, maybe. But then I was wanting the pegging. 
that right. one time a month, and that's definitely not or wasn't as exciting for her back then. That kind of drove us apart a little bit until we sat back down together and started talking again. And one of the things that led us to start talking more was I started listening to a sex positive podcast and horror podcast. So realized that we just had no communication when it comes to, we communicated about everything else, just our sex life. We had absolutely no communication skills or desire to at the time. So. And that's when I told him when we started talking, um, if we're going to do this, you know, it's not going to be me once a month. And then like every blue moon, you'll, you know, I was like, if it's going to be something I wanted to be reciprocating, I'm going to get mine once or twice a month. And then we'll add yours in there. And uh, <laughs> but I still felt like it was like, you know, he wanted that over me type of thing. So it made me kind of like, do I even want to do this? And, you know, all these things came to my mind of like, why this? Why is, you know, what's the purpose of this? I'm not getting anything out of it. And that was my negative mindset behind it because I wasn't enjoying it. Didn't even try to enjoy it. The more we talked about it and the more I was like, after the fourth or fifth time, I was like, well, maybe it's not so bad. And then I started to do a little bit more of the role playing and feeling that in charge empowerment. And I was like, wait a minute, I kind of like this. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's definitely, definitely now where we're at, it's changed a lot to where I even actually get off on it now. So I enjoy it. As much as I'm loving this line of questioning because it's super hot, <laughs> I would like to back up 30 seconds here because I think a lot of times when we receive questions, I would say 90% of the questions that we receive from our listeners are how do I bring up a topic with my partner that we haven't talked about in the past? So for you, Steve, like what gave you that courage and what was kind of the tipping point for you to decide to have that vulnerability with, with your partner? For me, it was... It was almost like we've never had to discuss that or never had the willingness to discuss it, I should say. So when I got to that point, it wasn't necessarily a tipping point. I was just like, well, I'm either going to do this and change something or it's going to stay the same and we're not going to be because we both have really high sex drives, but we weren't engaging in them. And it was just causing problems all around. So. It was one of those things where I had to, or I, I decided not had to, but I decided that if we did not talk and have this conversation or the start of this conversation, it was actually going to be detrimental to something that I love, of course, my wife, but and our marriage and our lifestyle up to that point. Like I, I liked our life up to that point with the uh, exception of our sex life. So Leah, with this being kind of the first time that Steve had come to you with something like this, I know that you said that your immediate reaction was kind of a, a gut check of, you know, oh, what, what's going on here? Can you talk through a little bit more of that? Like, what was your mental state? And what were some of the things that you did to kind of work through those feelings that you were having? Well, at first, I was in shock. And the first thing I thought it was what's not good about me? What does he want? What can I give him? Why does he want this? You know, what is this all about? Because I don't even know what it's about. And he said, I can show you some things. I can talk with you about it. But I didn't want it to be on him explaining. I wanted to kind of figure out things on my own. So, you know, I started trying to look stuff up. It still didn't make me feel any better because I just didn't know the dynamics and how it was going to change our relationship. And I think I was just so against it because I felt like, you know, if you want to add something, add more sex in my life. Like, I really need more of that. And, <laughs> you know not what you just want. I want something because when we do when we did it, it was just solely him. Like it wasn't anything for me. It was it was almost like here now you're serviced and now we're done. And so I really didn't like that how that went. And there again, it almost reminded me of our everyday. It's not that leading up to anything. It's just kind of like, hey, you just come in here and let's do this. And so I didn't like that at all. And after a few times, anytime he would come to me like, hey, what do you think about tonight? I was like, no, no, I'm not thinking about tonight. <laughs> and I would try to like, like Rono and we, and at the time we lived in an RV, so it was very hard to get away from somebody. <laughs> but, um, you know, it would just make me uncomfortable because every time he would come near, I'm like, oh gosh, is he going to ask me these questions? Is he going to want this? And so I finally, I sat down and started thinking about it and I, and I talked with him and I just said, Hey, you know, I'm just feeling like you're not wanting me anymore, that this is solely only what you want. I'm not comfortable with this because I feel like I'm missing out on something. You know, if you're getting something out of this. I'm not. Can we make sure. it a little bit more entertaining? Can we make it at least where I feel like I'm? So then we started to where I was getting my mutual. He would bring out my toys and we would do that. And then I, of course, get in the mood and then we would go into his play. And I even told him, I said, I just want a little bit more on art. So I started wearing a little bit more lingerie or putting on like a little dress or something just to feel a little bit more in the mood. 
Uh, and that's why it came about to where I just got a little bit more comfortable with it. And as things started to slowly change and we added a little bit more play, we added a little bit more scenario in there. I wasn't feeling like, hey, I'm just being used for this and get him off and then I'm done at the end of the day. I feel like, oh, we're doing this together. And that's always been a part of our relationship is we do things together and we do it well. So this is one area I was feeling like we weren't doing it together and we darn sure weren't doing it well. <laughs> so right. As we started getting better at it, I think, and feeling more comfortable with it, especially me, it's come so far now. And, you know, like I said, I'll tell him now, what about Thursday night? What about Friday night? You know, I'll say it to him like, hey, you should wear this. Or I'll text him at work and say, hey, you should be prepared tonight. And, you know, he's like, oh, what does that mean? Okay. <laughs> So, yeah, it sounds like you started to feel empowered by the communication you were having, the ability to open up to him, and that it made a different side of you come out to your partner, which is really cool. It really has. I think that's one of the biggest changes in our entire relationship is now I don't feel like I have to hold back anything. Before, when he asked me, what do you want as a fantasy, I still wasn't sure myself what I wanted. And then as months went by, I was like, well, you know what? I know what I think I want now. And we were, it was just in uh, January. January. He said, really? And we had gone off, so we were Ubering home from somewhere. And um, I said, I would really like to be with another female. And he's like, really? And he, <laughs> said, he said, just you? He said, just you and her? Or do you want me there? I was like, of course, if we're doing this, I want it to be us. Like, I want this, you know, entire trip to be about us and our experiences and stuff. And he... That's when he started looking up sites. and <laughs> Once again, when you lead me on a path, I... <laughs> well, I find that, I mean, I find it so fascinating, which is one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you guys, because obviously we have now gotten to, to know you guys digitally clearly, and you are so obviously affectionate with each other. You guys are always doing something fun, typically naked, but always fun. <laughs> and the idea that you have gotten that, like that was obviously there, that, that piece of your relationship existed, but you hadn't really explored it or even discussed exploring it with each other for so long. And I mean, now it's just got to be completely just, I mean, overwhelming, right? I mean, it must be so liberating to be able to now look at your partner, Steve, right? And just say, tell her anything, tell her what you're into, what you're looking, you know, what you're looking for, what your needs are. It's got to be just super, just a relaxed kind of space that you're in now compared to where you were before. I don't have a worry about doing anything anymore. Now I can actually express what I think about other people. Here's um, what I'd like to do to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I will have to tell you this really one bad thing. It was like three weeks, three or four. I don't even know how long we've been in the house anymore. Um, nice. It was probably the last time we ever went to the beach. I think it was like four weeks ago. And we were with a group of our friends. And oh. <laughs> so I'm laying there with sunglasses on. And I was playing and a girl walked by. Well, Steve was watching her too. But Steve comes over. He's like, Leah you have sunglasses on. You don't have to turn your head and follow her. <laughs> he was like, just move your eyes. He was like, it's so obvious that you're watching her. Yeah, she, was staring, she was staring her down. I was like, honey, I mean, that's great. but." And he's like, she, uh, she is really hot, but don't move your, move your head. Just move your eyes. <laughs> that's awesome. He's got it down a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, clearly I mean, Steve's been at this a while. Well, and I was so embarrassed. I'm like, oh, but that makes sense now. So he's like, I'm here for you, honey. I'll be your wingman. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, it's one of the things we talk about all the time, like being able to, when we used to be able to go out to a restaurant uh, or a bar and, you know, you're sitting and you're kind of, you know, we're just flirting and just bullshitting and somebody walks by, whether it's a male or a female, and it's like, oh, he or she is really attractive. And, you know, you can say that openly to your partner. You can you can kind of look in, another, in the direction of someone else and not be concerned about, you know, being slapped out of a chair <laughs> like a lot of you know yeah, unfortunately ensuing yeah vanilla couples tend that tends to happen it just it's super liberating and i think it's great that you guys were finally able to find that space and steve for you to have told leah what it was exactly that you wanted i mean once you got those words out i, I can only imagine how easy it must have been to go forward from there i know when Brent and i first started having those conversations how our relationship evolved even from a space where you know we had already started our relationship with that openness of hey we're in the bdsm space this is what we're looking for with each other and then elevating it even further. I, I know how exciting that must have been for you. So that, that's awesome. One thing we have found is it's kind of getting harder to talk to vanilla couples. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just because now I have to find that I have to hold back and go back into that space where right. I can't tell people everything. And now I'm finding that uncomfortable where 
just a year ago, I was finding the reverse uncomfortable. Yeah, very interesting how that happens. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a lot of interaction with vanilla couples anymore. Our friends, that the friends that we have are, you know, our collective friends. They are lifestyle people, whether they're single folks or they're couples. We find it difficult, even when we are kind of forced into, you know, more vanilla settings. It, it's difficult for us to communicate with people openly. We find it really awkward. So I want to back up a little bit to that first time that Leah said that she was interested in being with another woman. And Steve, you had kind of mentioned uh, maybe slightly cheeky that you were totally all about it. But did you have hesitations or were you at all worried about potentially opening your relationship up to a non-monogamous dynamic? No, I actually didn't. My, I did have a concern. My only concern is I'm not a jealous person. I never found a use for it. My only worry was if we ever did find a lady to, you know, have fun with, what her reaction was going to be when I interacted with that person. Even though she says she wanted to see it, we had had a communication block for so long on this aspect that I didn't want that to be a big thing. So we actually talked about it in detail a lot. So, and, you know, what to expect, what not to expect. That was Steve, do you... You and I have had some communication. Uh, you obviously are, and we'll talk a little bit more about this as we go forward. You guys were kind of vetting some single guys or started started that process. Did you find it or do you find it that you're more at ease with the concept of introducing a single male to the dynamic as opposed to a female? I ask because for me, that was a big thing, much like you had just intimated. I don't have a jealous bone in my body. I don't possess it. It's not an emotion I ever really got in touch with for whatever reason. So the idea of having another male, you know, Brenda playing with other males never was an issue for me. The idea, however, of engaging with a female, you know, she and I together, not so much from a jealousy component, I don't think, but more of like, you know, how does this single female fit into our space? And and I don't want to do anything that's inappropriate and I don't want to do anything that she's going to be uncomfortable with, you know, those kinds of, of thoughts. Did you find it more comfortable to talk about or discuss the female or the male, or what did it matter at all to you? I found it a lot easier about the male, but that was one of my fantasies too. And sure. that's one of my fantasies that, you know, I just recently opened up to Lee about what back in February, March, or no, late February, because it was after Valentine's Day. Right. But yeah. I find it a lot easier because I don't have the feelings that she's going to have a connection with a guy as much as she's afraid I'm going to have a connection with another female. So, and just to clarify, have you, what has your play looked like up to this point? Have you actually pulled the trigger with someone in terms of, of engaging in, in a non-monogamous type dynamic? One couple twice. Yeah. And <laughs> that was um, an interesting, so, and I guess this is the part that I get leery about having and incorporating just a single guy because we um, did go uh, meet a couple. We went out to dinner and it was solely i thought in my mind we were just hanging out we already told them that it was just a mutual get together and we're hanging out well it was started in the afternoon we had a great time everybody seemed to click and get along um the actual conversation flowed really easily so i didn't feel uncomfortable but then we ended up going out and having some drinks and you know just hanging out at the bar for a couple hours and we're like okay well we're gonna head back home now and they're like oh well you guys can come to our place or we can come to your place and i was just like yeah, you guys can come over and hang out and just talk and we'll have a couple of glasses of wine or whatever and just hang out. And I literally still am thinking that this is how this night is going to go. Well, those that couple are actually in the lifestyle and they met in the lifestyle and they've only been in the lifestyle. So right. they've never known being in a monogamous, monogamous relationship themselves. So as a couple. Yeah, as a couple. So I'm still thinking like, okay, yeah, you guys can come over. We have friends over all the time and have just a couple of drinks. And, you know, it's not that big of a deal. And we were sitting there, it was about two or three hours later, and <laughs> she finally looks over and she's like, can I kiss you? I was like, uh, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was a very, it was a shock because she initiated it and Steve's like, absolutely, I've been wondering when this is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I was very excited. But, you know, there again, when we had started this, we wanted a single female. We did not want a couple, you know, because it, like I said, we're, we're in this together, so we'll be together. And I just didn't know how I felt about the dynamic of a couple. I found that that's, that was probably one of the most awkward things because, you know, she acted like she was into me for a few minutes, which I was very excited by, and then got to experience, you know, kissing, caressing, whatever. And then she, boom, let's go, Steve, and wanted to take off with 
Steve and, you know, and then I'm with her boyfriend and I was like, oh crap, now this is getting real. <laughs> I felt like all night long, everything I did too, I think that was the biggest thing is everything I did, I felt like he was saying it was incorrect. Like he actually yelled at me, oh, you're too hard, you know, even during oral. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't even know. I mean, I'm just used to somebody for 15 years. I'm given no guidance of what they want and then I'm doing it. And then now I'm I literally feel like I'm being chastised like a little kid. So then I was like, well, fine, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> but uh, I think Steve could tell because we were all in the living room on the couch. So he kind of like grabbed my hand. He's like, hey, why don't you come over here with us for a second? And I did. And I was able to go over there and join for a few minutes, which was an experience in itself. And I really enjoyed it. But then he came, the boyfriend came over and grabbed me and brought me back. And he's like, well, let's just leave them alone. You know, he wanted to keep it very separate. He wanted to keep it. And then, you know, in my mind, in my fantasy, it was like all of us would be together. It would be a nonstop, everybody, you know, kind of intertwined type of thing. It's not just, hey, you can hang out and we'll hang out over here. At the time, we had not set any. Yes. No code word, nothing. We didn't yeah. even know what to Like, I really wasn't expecting it to happen. So so you guys had no boundaries in place even between the two of you yet. Yeah. Uh, we had we talked had, about yeah. some slight boundaries, but, of course, when it started. That was and, out the window. Yeah. It, it went out the window. And it, a lot of it was I wasn't paying enough attention to the way she was feeling or any signals that she could have been given to me because I was wrapped up in the, excitement. We, yeah, the excitement of it and what we were doing. Which, you know, of course, but afterwards I was like, all right, all right, yeah, we're just not going to do this anymore. Because if I'm unable to pay attention to you and what you need, then this is not going to be fun. This is not yeah. going to be exciting. Like, we both have to have a good time. And I didn't stop it because I didn't want to be the only person that was not having a good time and ruined the party. And right. that's how I felt. Like, I literally was laying there going, oh, my gosh, is this ever going to be over? But at the same time, it wasn't. Because I didn't want to see him, I actually enjoyed sitting there watching him. Like, I kept on turning my head over to watch them. And I would hear noises. And, oh, my gosh, I'm a noise person. So, I'm like, I just, I told Steve, all I kept on thinking was, can I go join that party? <laughs> <laughs> and the guy kept pulling my head back over. Like, here, you come over here. Pay attention to me. And, but, you know, everything I was doing, I just didn't feel like anything I was doing for him was the way he wanted it or how he wanted it. He didn't tell me what he wanted. He just would say, ow, that hurts, or yeah, no, don't do that. Or, he didn't want. Yeah, so to me, I was just like, I felt like a chastised little kid and just wanted it to be over. So I wanted to watch or join their party. And so when the night ended and they laughed, of course, it was my first time. So I thought, well, maybe this is normal. Like, maybe this is how things go. I just don't know if I like it. And I told him, I, and I said, you know, every time he would say things or yell out, it would make me feel so uncomfortable that I literally thought that, oh, my gosh, I must be doing something wrong. Steve's like, no, you do everything right. He should have gone about it a different way. And I told him, I said, like, I really just don't know about that. I don't know if I want to meet with them again. I'm not trying to go out and sleep with a bunch of people. But at the same time, I just don't know if I want to do this again because I just didn't feel comfortable. And he said about two or three days later, he said, what if I come up? And I told him, I said, I really want to be with her more, too. I wanted to experience that more and have more like build up and interaction, not just like, hey, let's just go do this now. So he said, let me set a scenario, see how it goes. So he messaged, uh, we're all on the same um, chat together, and he messaged him. He's like, what do you guys think about the next time we make Leah the center of attention? We all right. come to her, and we dote on her and make her feel good, and it's the three of us, you know, on her. And I was like, ooh, that might actually work, because then at least people will all be with me and not just separated. So, yes, we did that, and it was good for about 10 minutes. <laughs> And then there again, she's like, hey, come with me, Steve. And she wanted to go with him. And he's like, yeah, come with me. This time it was a little bit better because I thought it was going well. <laughs> and there again. Yeah, they, they actually, her and, her and the gentleman actually were, it seemed like they were getting along. And trust me, I was paying a lot more attention this time. They seemed like they were getting along pretty well and having fun until once again, she does this thing where, yeah, when she gets excited, she clenches down. And she clenches down pretty hard. So I love it. I don't know who wouldn't love it, but he didn't like it. And Sounds familiar. Kinda, yeah. So once again, he kind of yelled out. Yeah. And then he was done. Yeah. And then he's done. He's like, why don't we just watch them? Yeah. He's like, let's just lay here and watch them. I was like, not a problem. I'm good with that. So, <laughs> you know, I, we both laid on the bed watching them. But then they both kind of like. Yeah, we both, uh, me, me and the lady, you know, we both kind of felt like. Neither of them are having fun, so this is not fun for us anymore. Amber right. being 
watched and we're just solely being watched and there's nothing else but watching. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't mind the watching. I just, you guys not having fun. Like that's not what I was there for. So yeah. Creates a weird atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. So I'm thinking back to like, especially our first few interactions, specifically one we had where we talked about it on our podcast of, you know, the couple that we were on completely separate pages with and we just didn't have a good experience. And then I think to like Cole and Amanda from The Crazy Truth, they were on our show and they talked about their first experience or two experiences yeah. and they were complete train wrecks. But And not to say yours was a train wreck story, but the common thread I always see is like, those are your like learning moments and the building blocks that you use to get to a better place in your lifestyle journey. So what do you guys see as like the glaringly obvious lessons that you learn from that, that you don't want to, you know, that will I basically will help you to not make the same mistakes in the future. Well, the one thing we definitely learned is we're going to have a code or a safe word that we're going to use. So when one of us feel that way, we don't have to announce it or really do anything. It's just between us that we'll know. Uh, the other thing is, is we really, our big thing we realized is that our, what we want right now is very fluid. It's always going to change. Like what we thought we wanted to begin with and what we want now is kind of changing and evolving. I don't necessarily know that I want to be with a couple and full swap like that again until I feel more comfortable just being around other people in the room and doing it and having all that stimulus and sound and motion going on. We're fine with actually interacting and mingling and even having, you know, oral sex and stuff. But to fully swap again... I told him until I feel comfortable and have a better rapport with the yeah, couple. and to just actually feel like it goes better next time. Also, we talk before, you know, if possible, or especially try to during and after any interaction, just to make sure that we're still on the same page. We're still saying, and if we need to adjust our boundaries or if we need to adjust a rule or anything like that should be a thing that we discuss before and after. And if a boundary is being pushed or, we think it's going to be pushed during definitely discuss that in that time. Don't wait. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It makes perfect. I mean, it makes sense. We much like yourselves in the beginning. And that's really one of the reasons we wanted to have this conversation with you because like Brenda and I were talking before we got on with you guys, it's so difficult for us now to put ourselves back in your position. Like when we first started to think about all the stuff that we went through to get to where we are now, it was really difficult to kind of wrap our heads around like not too long ago, we were getting ready to meet our first couple and, you know, have that that first kind of meet and greet and, and what we felt like doing that. And then meeting them the second time with the anticipation of actually playing that evening and what that was going to be like. So we really wanted to kind of have that conversation with with you guys because it's almost like we're so far removed. It was difficult to to get our heads around. But it sounds like, Leah, you would really benefit from that third person being in your dynamic, you know, with yours and Steve's, as opposed to a couple, like, you know, the idea that there would be another woman, you and she could obviously play together with Steve and play with each other. And then if there were a third, like if there was a, a single guy in the mix, now it's like a lot of the attention is going to be on you as well. And it, it, that kind of thing, it's, it seems like that would make you more comfortable with the whole idea of non-monogamy. Yeah. And I think, cause my biggest thing is I told Steve, I said, what I was getting from it is I felt like they have been together. They didn't want to be with each other. They wanted to be only fully with the other person. And you know, like there again, we love to explore together. We love to do all that together. I do want to say one thing when it comes to the full swap versus soft swap, one of the most, I think erotic experiences we had was a soft swap experience. It, it, it may it, be the most. Yeah. And that, that's not to take anything away from the couples that we've been with because we've had amazing experiences with our, our friends that are couples, certainly. But the idea, I think, and I think it, it was because it was the first time and it was really the only time we had a soft swap experience. It was incredibly fucking hot. We're so pervy. We, we totally are. get right into the penetration. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it, and the buildup was so crazy. And then what was really intense was the sex that we had when we got home. That's always like the intensifier, obviously. it's That's always the goal is for our reconnection after, whether it's with a single a single person or a, or a couple. But because it was we were so built up by the time we got home, it was several hours later. It was like we couldn't get our fucking clothes Tearing off fast enough. clothes off of each other. I think I tore a shirt of yours. Yeah. It was crazy. Worth it. So totally <laughs> check into that because we highly recommend it. Well, the other thing is, as you guys are talking through this, I think one of the things that I'm thinking about from our journey is the idea of compatibility. Like you think about compatibility with your partner in terms of sex, but then when you get into the non-monogamous world, you have to start thinking about compatibility with 
other people and like determining what are these specific things that you need to communicate are most important to you. So for example, we played with a couple and they were amazing. They're friends, they're, they're lovely people, but the woman was straight and she wanted nothing to do with me. And she was so hyper-focused on Brian. And I was very put off by that because it was the first time we'd ever been with a couple in that situation where I didn't at least, you know, kiss and touch and caress the other woman to kind of set the right tone. And that was, I mean, it was very off-putting for me and nothing against her. She was so lovely, but it was me going, okay, this is not a couple that's compatible for us. And really being able to decipher that and then also communicate that VR online profiles and to people that we're potentially going to have fun with. Well, and also I'll say this, Steve. So the situation you and Leah had where you obviously had a very different experience with that gal than Leah did with the gentleman, right? Bryn and I had that same experience very early on. It was like the second couple we were with. And we talked about that as well. I had, we were on the same bed. She and I were having very different experiences. She didn't even realize what was happening on my side of the bed. And then in the situation that, that Brenna is now talking about, that couple that the, the gal is straight, they're awesome people. And she is smoking fucking hot. Yeah. So I was not paying a lot of attention right away to the fact that my partner was not necessarily, you know, having the same kind of engagement that I was. But very quickly, I did. And where we weren't able to identify that early in our journey, I very quickly identified that at this point. And we kind of stopped and and got back together and all kind of, uh, you know, kind of co-mingled and chatted a little bit and then did a little bit of play. But I realized very quickly that my partner was not having a good time. Like I could see the look on her face that because the woman wasn't interacting with her, she was, Brenna was uncomfortable. It was really identifiable, but that would not have been the case early on. So I think what you guys experienced is very normal. It's yeah. super common. I mean, we did it. Even with you saying that, I, um, that's my, my new thing that I'm kind of, we have girls that are saying, oh yeah, we would love to come stay with you, of course. And I'm curious. And I did tell Steve, I said, one of my fears is, is because I know, even though I'm new to this myself, I'm worried about them coming and then just saying that they wanted to be curious or saying that they wanted to play. And it's really because they just want to be with my husband. So when they get there, I don't want to feel like that third wheel. Well, listen, I, it's the same thing with us when it came to the single gals. It was a little uncomfortable for me. And I wanted to make sure that that person was that we were going to engage with was equally engaged with the both of us, at least when we were all together. Now, we do have a single gal friend, as we talked about, Hannah. Yeah. Brenna plays with her. I play with her separately and we play with her together. But when we're all together, it is very much all of us together. I mean, it's, you know, I will oftentimes have to take a break, uh, as I talked about on the show before, because the two of them will just wear you out and I'll just watch them <laughs> play, you know? Poor guy. Yeah. Everyone I, feel yeah. bad for Brian. Yeah, I've got it rough. Uh, <laughs> you know, like I said, the last time I went through nine condoms, that, that's no bullshit. Literally nine condoms. Brenna was opening the packages for me every time I needed one. So I, you know, I'll Talk take about a, wingman. Yeah. So I'll take a break and just watch them play. And, and having that connection with the single female, at least for us, is super important because Again, you don't like you said, Leah, you don't want it to be a, a one sided kind of thing. There, There isn't you know, that doesn't get us where we both want to be. You know, we're not going to both enjoy that. Uh, and that's really the key when it, for us when it comes to single women, for sure. Yeah. And I'd love to talk a little bit about your guys' experience with single guys, because as our listeners know, that's our bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Steve and I had some digital communication. You were vetting a guy. How's that been going? It went. Leah's shaking her head. People can't see this, but she's, but she, shaking she's vigorously <laughs> shaking her head. No. <laughs> It went and then it stopped. I mean, like it didn't even go anywhere. Like it, it is the hardest thing. I think they're harder to communicate than with women. Like women have that very, like they're wow. easier, eager to text and all that and talk. We met him out at a bar. The way we met him is we were out at a bar with uh, one of our friends, another female, but one of our friends. And she was talking about wanting to find somebody, but she could never pick a decent guy. So we looked around. And I was like, hey, he's handsome. Go talk to him. And she did. And then 20 or 30 minutes into it, she's like, yeah, he's uh, he's not. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he's too nice. He's too nice for him. Too nice. Uh, well, throughout the night, we ended up just talking and chatting to him and everything like that. And then we went home. We ended up going back out to this place about two weeks later. And walk in. And first thing, he's he's there. He's like, hey, Steve and Leah. And then, so we talked to him throughout the night. Later, we were waiting outside for the Uber to get there. He's like, hey, I'll give you a ride home. All right. No big deal. So he gives us a ride home, and he goes on his way, and like nothing's happened because we haven't even discussed, uh, right. you know, bringing in a male into the relationship at this time. It was about a week later we had started discussing that, 
And I was like, what would you want? And what she described was this person exactly. And I was like, what about this was guy? Was that on purpose? Was that consciously, <laughs> Leah? Or Well, I told him, I said, I, I guess I'm one of those people, I like to have that relationship or rapport with somebody. I'm not... So knowing this guy and knowing him, meeting him several different times and genuinely, you know, knowing he seems like a great guy, you know, I felt comfortable and I was like, you know, hey, if you want me to be with somebody, if this is your fantasy, I want it to be with somebody I want I'm attracted to. And two, I think that's a nice guy and that we have some type of rapport. Uh, so I reached out to him. Yeah. And I was like, hey, man, how are you doing? And of course, the quick chit chat got over fairly quick. I was like, hey, I've got a thing I want to ask you. Uh, my wife and I, you know, we're just entering the lifestyle and we'd like to bring a single guy into the, the fold. A, are you in a relationship of any kind? And B, is that something that would interest you? I guess I should have switched those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> however, that's the way I asked it. And he's like, no, I'm not in a relationship. And he's like, yeah, I think you guys are pretty awesome. And he's like, I'm respectful. And, and he was, and he still had been. So... We start talking back and forth uh, for just a short while. And I was like, okay, I want to bring Lee into this chat with us, you know, so you guys can get to know each other a little bit better. And they did. They started talking and sending pictures, yeah. videos, yeah, um, pictures, videos and stuff. I was like, this is super hot. I liked it. Uh, sure. Leah liked it. You know, it was, it was really great. And then of course this whole COVID thing happened. And we play on safe side of a lot of things. And one night I was like, hey, this is going really well. I just want to make sure that you know that we're not going out and meeting other people right now. We want to be. we want to continue this conversation, continue this buildup, but it'll have to be after uh, everything's lifted. Yeah. And he said, oh, that sounds good. All right. And then we didn't hear from him. Obviously, we, we deal with that a lot. And as you and I talked about, it could be for any number of reasons, certainly, uh, particularly now, but definitely something you got to kind of, you know, you got to keep an eye on. The single guys get, a, you know, they can get a little weird. And then I reached back out to him, you know, after a little while and I was like, hey, are you still interested in this or is this something you don't want to do? He was like, no, I'm definitely still interested in it. I was like, and I had reached out to him outside of the chat. I was like, well, if you're interested in this, you actually have to keep. You Absolutely. Have to, you have to. Just keep that rapport going. Uh, the second time I reached out to him, I was like, hey, I'm just letting you know, like, this is not going so well. You've kind of ghosted again. And he said, "I yeah, I disappear sometimes. Don't take it personally. And I said, oh, we won't. No big deal. And then we just left the chat. And Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a, as we talked about, that's a red flag for sure. If that's kind of the, you know, his MO, he just disappears. He gets bored easily, you know, just flakes. You can kind of see where that's headed. Plus yeah. you deserve to be courted. I think one of the biggest things we, like I personally have learned about the hot wife lifestyle and we've talked about on the show many times is like, yeah, I don't expect you to whisk me away on a weekend getaway. If you're a single guy, I don't expect you to take me, you know, for a four course meal and, and open every single door for me or anything like that. But I do deserve to be courted. And if you expect to get in my pants, you have to treat me with both a high level of respect as well as interest. And if you're not getting, if I'm not getting that, yeah, I totally understand why you would lose interest and why that would, you know, be a deal breaker for you guys. So. Yeah. And for you, Steve, I, I'm like yourself, you know, I'm the one that obviously does all the vetting with the single guys and they're going to have to, you know, they meet me up front before they ever get near Bren, or at least she's with me when, when I meet them for the first time. And if I don't get the impression that you're a stand up guy, like you're just going to, you know, you're not taking this seriously. If you're not going to treat her properly, if you're late when we meet, if you're you know, just kind of aloof and, and not super engaged and, you know, not someone that's looking me in the eye, you know, all those things. Obviously, you're not the right one. So I would take that as a, as a sign and move on for sure. But there's yeah. lots of great ones out there. Yeah, when you find the one that is, man, I mean, listen, we, we've been really lucky with a lot of the guys that we have uh, had in our space. Clint, obviously, is no exception. He's super. And he's a, he's the, he's a perfect example of what you should be doing. He's the prototype. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. So as you mentioned, Steve, now we're in this time of, of quarantine and social distancing, and it's kind of interesting timing for you guys, right? Because it sounds like you were getting revved up and excited and, you know, on these sites and meeting people, and then it kind of all had to come to a screeching halt. So what is your momentum going to look like after this? What are you going to do as a couple to like get yourself back in that full fledged ahead type mindset? Well, I've actually enjoyed it, to be honest with you, because I feel like um, when we would go on those sites and find people that are in our area, it's just getting on kick, talking back and forth, maybe a picture, and, you know, that's it. There's really no, no humans there. To, you know, it's just who's ever, because we've actually supposed to have met people once or twice, and there was no person that showed up at the other end. 
Um, right. So I told him, I said, I feel like in this virtual land that we are now, we're actually meeting people. We're meeting groups of people. I said, I feel like I've met so many people. And my daughter's like, you're on a what tonight? You're going to where? And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. We're just going for a scavenger hunt. She's like, where, mom? Where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and it's been an amazing time because I feel like I'm actually building relationships and meeting people that way. It just seems like it's opened up a different world to we could actually, I think now before we actually physically go meet somebody, I'm like, hey, can we get on Zoom and talk real quick? You know, or, just to kind of like yeah. get to see them and know that there's a human at the other end before we actually make a lot of plans and put a lot of time and energy into it. Heck yeah. And not only that, but you can t like you get a different feel for people over something like Zoom. Like that's been the biggest learning lesson for me by doing like our digital hangouts is you talk to people via message texting on, you know, Telegram or Kick or whatever. And then you actually see them and you see their mannerisms and you get a completely different feel for them. You feel a different level of chemistry or you're drawn to them in different ways, even though it's digital. So I think that's awesome. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot more of that. I think much like you said, Leah, we're we're contemplating actually doing that as well, getting to know people maybe on a Zoom call or a Skype call and, and just kind of having a quick chat, especially for us. We live in a real rural place. We sometimes have to drive two hours uh, and go out of town and, you know, and spend the night potentially and meet people. So maybe prior to doing that, this is definitely a viable option, a lead into that for sure. So the last question I have for you guys, I don't know if you have a last question as well, but the last one I have for you is being fairly new to the lifestyle scene. What is your favorite thing about it so far? I think the excitement. It almost makes us feel like we're dating people again. Like we're, we're, we're dating, but it's, it's exciting because we look forward and we anticipate like, oh, and we'll talk about it throughout the day and text each other or, you know, when we were going to go meet with people and we would get so excited. And like, I've found that I care about how I look and what I wear. And I'm starting to care more about like dressing up again and actually trying to look nice. And it's something that I should have been doing the entire time. But I feel like now because everything's new and even though we haven't been with anybody for, you know, this month that we've been in the house, I still find that I'm trying to dress up on like our date nights. And I'm trying, you know, I just, I felt good about doing it. And he would make comments like, oh, wow, you look great. And I was like, oh, so maybe I should do it for him now. Like maybe I should. <laughs> and so, and that's like with pictures, not only do we send everybody in the telegrams and groups and everything else, we started sending each other pictures during the day. Like he'll take a picture yeah. in the morning and send it to me. Because I told him, I said, like, I feel like you send stuff to everybody else. I said, like, I would like that. And he's like, oh, really? Okay. And now we send each other pictures. And nice. Yeah, I got a nice booty pic the other day. I was at work. I was like, oh, I know that butt. She said that to me. <laughs> Laya, I don't do that. Yeah, Sounds like did. something a naughty woman would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How about you, Steve? Well, I like, and I already alluded to it or talked about it a little bit earlier. I like being able to talk. To, I like being able to express what we're doing, how we're doing it. I don't like. I don't like to feel like we have to hold back a part of ourselves or part of what we're doing. And I love being around other people that are in lifestyle or just talking to other people in lifestyle because, uh, A, you always learn new experiences, right. but you can talk to them about anything. Right. And they don't judge you. So I want to thank you guys very much for coming on. Obviously, we talk to a lot of people that are kind of in the world of, you know, lifestyle podcasting and businesses and things like that. But we really wanted to take this time to just talk to a normal lifestyle couple experiencing normal lifestyle things. And also, like we said, people that are in a little bit different spot than we are in our journey, because I think that's important to do. I would like to do more of that. I know just in general talking and, and also reflecting back on you know, some of our past experiences in the lifestyle and how far we've grown. I think that that's important for us. Yeah, we were talking about it before we jumped on with you guys that we, you, you're really the first couple that we had a chance to, or even individual that we had a chance to talk to that isn't in the, you know, the the sexuality, the profession of sexuality. It doesn't have a podcast or a show or own a company that sells products that are, you know, sexually or, you know, sexually based kind of thing. And it was really nice to be able to do that with you guys, especially since you're so new and getting your perspective on it. Because again, we just, we had such a hard time kind of reflecting back to when we got started. We thought we really should talk to Stephen Lee and kind of see where their heads are at because this is a unique time. And, you know, they can come out of this thing like really, I mean, just so like knowledgeable, so much more so than we did when we started. So we really enjoy you guys taking the time and appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us. Well, thanks for having us on. It's great. Yeah, it was actually really entertaining, and yeah, you know, I, I really loved it. So, 
Well, good. Oh, so good. Hey, do you uh, want any of our listeners to know where you guys are as far as like on Cassidy or if we have any, uh, you know, sexy people that might want to communicate with you during this time? We didn't think about that. So that's, <laughs> that's up to you, honey. I'm good with it. Uh, Cassidy is third for fun. The word third, number four, and then F-U-N. So T-H-I-R-D, the number four and F-U-N? Yeah. I'm Cassidy. Good to know. All right. So if you're sexy, get in touch with Stephen Leah. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again and hope you have a great rest of your evening. Thanks, guys. And we'll see you this weekend again for something naughty, I am sure. (laughs) Thank you. So another big thank you to Steve and Leah for joining us today. They were so fun to talk to and just really great people. So, uh, you know, just thanks, guys. You're awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to have that conversation with us. I hope everybody, particularly new folks in the lifestyle, folks thinking about getting into the lifestyle or those who just got into it before all the corona craziness happened, uh, take a lot of what uh, Steve and Leah had to say to heart. I think they've got a lot of, they got some really interesting perspective. And they have literally turned their their relationship around. Yeah, absolutely. And we have so many people that reach out to us and are like, how do I start that conversation with my spouse? So hopefully Steve's ability to be vulnerable with his partner is really a lesson that look at what it can turn into if you're just honest with your partner. Yeah, absolutely. And these, this is, again, this is not a, you know, this is a very normal, attractive, intelligent, you know, They're fun, like loving the couple, couple. Next door. They are the couple next door. Yeah. They absolutely are. Yeah. And for Steve to have had that conversation with Leah because it, he felt like it was just that important. It was like, it was the most important thing to him at that moment, particularly in their relationship at that time. And he just he just had the conversation with her, trusted his relationship and Leah enough to have that conversation. Yeah. And, you know, and here they are. And they're just an amazing couple. Absolutely. So we hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we enjoyed interviewing them. And we have some really fun stuff coming up very soon for you guys. Some big things in the works. So make sure you're tuning in every single week. We also have another bonus episode with Brian and a gentleman in the lifestyle coming up, which we'll have for you shortly. And you'll find out when that episode is hitting if you are subscribed to us on whichever platform you're listening on right now. So please make sure you're subscribed. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please uh, take you know two minutes to leave us a review and rate us. It helps us immensely. And we we would really, really appreciate the support there. Also, guys, if you haven't already checked us out on Patreon, please make sure you do so. Patreon.com slash swingers. Your support means the world to us. And you can also find us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at FPSwingers. Lots of fun stuff getting posted right now with, uh, you know, the little bit of extra time that we have on our hands. We are both back at work full time, uh, but in the evenings, no date nights or anything yet. So we're still posting some fun, silly shit. So if you need a little bit of an escape, we have recommend you find us there for sure thanks everybody for listening really hope you enjoyed that interview and stay tuned for a whole lot more sexiness thanks guys